Welcome, Juggalos, Outcasts, and everyone who does not follow the news on a daily basis but still wants to know what the hell is going on in the world. My name is Alexander T. Roll, here to bring you the news of the week and our weekly question that I post for Juggalos to gauge where the family stands in many different areas of the world so that I may bring a civil and intelligent discussion to the homies so that we can destroy the idea that Juggalos are mindless druggies with no substance. It is an uphill battle, but we will win the good fight, my friends. On another note, my Facebook account has been banned for the 1,000th time. This time I committed the heinous act of defending myself when I was asked by an angry leftist if I had a brain tumor for breakfast. And, you know, my response was, you sound stupid, you have no shame sounding stupid, so you do you, though. And I'm paraphrasing, of course, but those who have me on their friends list will tell you that I'm no stranger to Zuckerberg Penitentiary. But anyway, if you lean at all the right of center, uh, you're used to this sort of thing by now. The news of the week has been mostly centered around the State of the Union, which took place on Tuesday. Now, I'm not normally a fan of the State of the Union, but I watched this one to see if anything crazy was going to happen, considering the state of our politics has never been so divided. For all extents and purposes, it was pretty benign and kind of boring, but there was one statement made by President Trump that seemed to resonate more than any other with me, and that was, America will never be a socialist country, and oh, man, did that piss off the Bernie bros. But I'll cover that a little bit later. So let's get into the news. We have another bizarre twist in the saga over the Virginia governor and blackface. Have any of you guys followed this? So apparently Virginia governor Ralph Northam, Democrat, was exposed as having a picture on his yearbook page of one person in blackface shaking hands with another person in a KKK outfit. Now, if you ask me, that's just Democrats doing a throwback to their roots. But Northam first apologized and then backpedaled saying, I don't think that's me after all in that picture, but I did once do blackface for a Michael Jackson costume like dude just stop stop while you're ahead democrats have been calling for the resignation uh for of northam since the pictures were discovered now if northam did resign the person who would replace him the lieutenant governor justin fairfax would be virginia's second black governor there's only one problem apparently lieutenant governor fairfax has been accused of sexual assault professor vanessa tyson of stanford released a statement outlining an encounter with mr fairfax where he forced oral sex on her in a hotel room even though the kissing was consensual the oral sex was not lieutenant governor fairfax countered the accusation saying the washington times investigated the claims and didn't run the story which is true. A year ago, the Washington Times were given the statement by the accuser, Professor Vanessa Tyson, but claimed they didn't run the story because of red flags and inconsistencies. Now, I remember many, many, many thousands of years ago when this guy named Brett Kavanaugh was nominated for the Supreme Court. I remember when accusations against him were made, and I remember Democrats shouting, We believe survivors, and every survivor deserves to be heard. But, of course, when it's against a fellow Democrat, whoa, 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 due process is all of a sudden important again. The double standard here is astounding. Now, did the Washington Times refuse to run shaky stories against Brett Kavanaugh? Of course not. And as it turns out, many of those accusations were outright lies. But that doesn't matter to Democrats. Uh, there is no shame in their hypocrisy anymore. Otherwise, they would rethink their support of the party. Now, to make this matter even more interesting, some are suggesting that it was Governor Northam's office that released the information regarding his own lieutenant governor's sexual assault allegation. 
Man, what a shit show in Virginia. Oh, and that's not even the end of it. The, their attorney general, another Democrat, has pictures of him in blackface as well. Can we just turn Virginia on and off again, see if that works? No? Uh, no? Oh, okay. But this is the problem in judging people today for not being sensitive 20 or 30 years ago. It's all coming home to roost. On Tuesday, the State of the Union took place. Now, like I said earlier, I'm not all too crazy for the State of the Union. You know, the president comes in, shakes hands with everyone on his way to the podium, makes some generalized statements about how successful the last few years have been underneath him, and gets applause after every single statement. I'm waiting for the day a president just says, okay, hold your applause until the end. That will be my favorite State of the Union. But it comes off as, you know, too royal and, like, monarchic for me. Female Democrats this year decided to wear all white in support of women or something, and I don't know who thought it was a good idea for Democrats to dress in all white, given their history, but nonetheless, they felt like they made a statement, gosh darn it. So, of course, the media propagandized for the Democrats and ran headlines like, Trump was afraid of the females in power that night. And leading up to the State of the Union, these media outlets put emphasis on Nancy Pelosi as being the quote-unquote check on Donald Trump and how she's going to be behind him the whole time. Yeah, for those of you who actually watched the thing, it looked as if she was chewing on her dentures the entire time. <laughs> but seriously, a CBS poll showed that 97% of Republicans approved of the speech, which is probably no surprise to anybody. 72% of an independents approved of his speech, which, again, not really too surprising, but still pretty high. But the, the main one, 43%, 43% of Democrats approved of his speech. Now, that's actually quite amazing in itself. And, and I think these optics were bad for Democrats because they didn't applaud for the arrest of sex traffickers. They didn't applaud for high unemployment across every demographic, including the disabled. No, 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 no. What did they especially clap for? Dun, 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 dun themselves, of course. Well, of course. What self-serving garbage is that? The only time that the Democrats gave a standing ovation was when President Trump mentioned that the number of women in Congress was at a historic high. Yay, us. So fresh, so bold, so much womening. Yeah, that doesn't look self-serving at all. They got so excited that Ocasio-Cortez gave a high-five to the air. <laughs> like, like, no kidding. Look it up. The woman legitimately high-fived Casper. And I, I it was just rolling. So, but for me, the highlight was, like I said, was when President Trump said, America will never be a socialist country. And the camera panned to Bernie Sanders, who looked like a dog that just got kicked in the ribs. Bernie also got in some hot water because he gave his response to the State of the Union the same night Stacey Abrams gave the official DNC rebuttal. And, you know, of course, the intersectional crowd seen it as an old white man stealing the thunder from Abrams, who was a black woman, and blah, 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 blah. But can you blame Bernie? Trump just scorched him by pretty much reminding him that he will die never seeing socialism in the United States. Which leads me to my question of the week. So, I ask Juggalos, how do you feel about socialism? Out of 50 Juggalos, 38 said socialism was bad. Seven said they don't know or care about socialism, and only five Juggalos said socialism was good.
Robert Baird says, Socialism and communism has killed more than 200 million plus people since the 20th century. Which is probably being generous. If you include all the people suffering in Venezuela and places like that, you know, I, I don't think that we will ever know the full extent of deaths attributed to socialism and communism. Catherine T. Pick says, first you gotta post a link for people to read about what socialism is instead of listening to the great orange liar. Everything he says is to keep weak minded people in a constant state of fear. Keep that in mind when listening to his messages. Now, I, I, I don't think that is exclusive to Trump. There is always the politics of fear that many politicians play on. Catherine then goes, goes ahead and posts screenshots of the definition of socialism and included a screenshot that claimed places like the UK and, and Denmark as being socialist, which is not actually correct. I think the Danish prime minister actually said they're not a, a socialist country. The Nordic model uh, are capitalist with large welfare programs. If I go and I start a business in Europe, I still own the means of production. I still own that business. Europe Europe's various economies are, are profit-driven. Uh, Aiden Cardiff, also known to many in the underground as the Joker himself, even chimed in on this and said, that's such a bullshit list. None of those countries are actual socialist countries. And also, most of them are tiny and or market-based. China has the most socialist, China, the most socialist on that list, is only now starting to do better strictly because it is slowly trending towards capitalism in certain areas. But it's also extremely poor in large areas of its population, which is 100% correct. I have a coworker that flies to China. China often for business, and anyone who's been there, they will tell you that Hong Kong keeps China's economy above water. Hong Kong is where capitalism is centralized and businesses thrive. You know, it, it's a breath of fresh air to hear folks like the Joker or Playboy the Beast have an intelligent response because being right of center and being an artist is, is a balance that must be pretty hard to keep. That shows, to me anyway, true bravery because at the risk of losing fans, you stick to your principles and, you know, much love to you guys and anyone else who speaks up for their ideology, uh, their ideology knowing full well it isn't the popular or trendy one. Sean Rosen says, anyone that says socialism is good is either lazy, stupid, sick, brainwashed, etc. You know, now I would say brainwashed is probably more correct. Many have been led to believe socialism is power of the people, not knowing it's actually a transfer of power to the government from the people, because you would need the government to enforce socialist policies. I don't just don't think they've realized that. Justin Gilmore says, look at real first world countries and you'll have an easy answer. The United States is a second world country for a reason. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if you got them confused, homie. The U.S., London, Japan, and places like ours are, are considered first world countries. Second world countries are places like Russia and other former communist socialist industrial states. Uh, the term is actually derived post-World War II to separate them into blocks and stuff. So I just wanted to, you know, make sure you, you knew that. So I want to take this time to remind people why I started this podcast. It started after I watched the Democratic Socialists of America attend the Juggalos March on DC in, I think it was 2017, right? And attempt to recruit ninjas to their, their cause. They had an article in which they interviewed Kitty Stryker, a blogger and supersized activist who moonlighted as Juggalo for a short period about how the Democratic Socialists of America could reach out to Juggalos to join their cause. Now, look, I remember when Stryker joined our group 
she made friends with a couple of folks that I know personally, and they created this group called Struggle Circus, which for the most part has seemed to have fallen dark. Their last post on Twitter has been like over a year ago, but in any event, Stryker, my homie Rich, a former close homie in mine named Don, were interviewed by Vice after the march. But of course, Vice picks out out of the crowd the folks waving the giant communist juggalo flag, completely ignoring any pro-American juggalos that were there because they wanted to portray juggalos as friends of socialism and communism. You know, the entire march leading up to the date uh, was billed as a possible fight between Trump supporters who were also doing their own event versus juggalos. You know, of course, you know, there were no fights or clashes. In fact, one juggalo was quoted as saying, fuck those guys in reference to Antifa members that showed up in solidarity. And that's actually on film. And that was pretty funny. So, of course, the media needed to keep up the image that juggalos were anti-U.S., anti-capitalist and anti-anything considered right wing. Now. Just like Kevin Gill, my invitation to debate anyone in Struggle Circus who is friendly to socialism or communism is open 24-7. Come, come at me, bro. You give me the time and place, and I will happily show. But Kitty has me blocked, of course, on two separate accounts, just like Don does, because there there is no real discussion to be had with people who base their ideology in, in emotions. Logic and emotion cancel each other out when it comes to finding solutions to a problem. If you look at Kitty Stryker's website, it has no, none, zero mention of Juggalos. Because you have been played, you guys. It's time to just admit that the Juggalo community became propagandized by leftists. Google Struggle of Circus right now. Go, go do it. Go Google Struggle of Circus and tell me anything that they have done in the last year. No, no, no. I take that back. Make that the last two years. Nothing. Now, I'm not shitting on Struggle of Circus. You know, I got some good friends that are, are members. But I do think the group has been used to advance an agenda. Uh, probably unbeknownst to them. I, I think the Juggalo community as a whole was used by Kitty Stryker and people like that to portray them as politically correct leftists. When Juggalos are clearly not. I, I've seen, I've, I've said time and again, I only knew about Juggalos 10 years ago when I met my wife. I, I grew up with gangs most of my younger life. When my wife introduced me to Juggalos, I, f I felt a breath of fresh air being welcomed by folks who had no clue who I was. So to this day, I still don't call myself a Juggalo because I don't want to come off as a poser. That, that's not me, but I've always been an outcast. I've been called a weirdo before, so I tell people I'm not a juggalo. Juggalos are me. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. This is Alexander T. Roll for Juggalos for Liberty. Have a good one, y'all. Whoop, whoop.